Hello, the internet, and welcome to season 148, episode 2 of Dirt Daily Zeitgeist, yeah! a production of iHeartRadio. This is a podcast where we take a deep dive into America's shared consciousness and say officially off the top fuck the Koch brothers, yeah, fuck. fuck Fox News, fuck, fuck Rush Limbaugh, Bye. fuck Buck Sexton, Come fuck on. Ben Shapiro, uh, fuck Tucker Carlson. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's Tuesday, August 25th, 2020. <laughs> My name's Jack O'Brien, a.k.a. the Jacks of Zorro Brian. Uh, that is courtesy of Hannah Soltis. And I'm thrilled to be joined, as always, by my co-host, Mr. Miles Gray! Uh-oh, there's some chores in this house. There's some chores in this house. There's some chores in this house. I said certified clean, seven days a week. Spick and span, make that whole house neat. Yeah, you can come in here, it's neat and tidy. Bring a bucket and a mop, make that hard floor shiny. Okay, shout out to the people who were coming out with the Kids Bob version of WAP when we were deciding what does Bless the Kids Bob hearts. version. Yeah. But yes, there are definitely some chores in this house uh, that need to get done. So shout out to at D Gang. That's the Discord yeah. Zeit Gang. I guess where the people in the Discord come together to make wonderful AKs like that. So shout out to y'all. Thank you very beautiful. much. Beautiful. Um, I can't wait to see what they actually do. Probably they can't nothing, do a kids' right? bop first. Right. It's like chores why? in this house is pretty good because <laughs> parents will value that. Um, I think I'm going to use that in the house. <laughs> uh, well, we are thrilled to be joined in our third seat by the brilliant, the talented Commissioner Mariah Parker, aka hey. Lingua Franco. Hey, what's good, all? What's good, ladies and gentle persons? How are hey. you? I'm doing great. I'm doing, you know, I said I, I don't mean that. I'm doing fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> it's great to, to be that. here. I'm really excited about that. But otherwise, I'm like hanging in there. You know, it's, yeah, we it is what it you. is. Yeah, 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 it is what it's. As we say, that's right. Yeah, so dope to have you. I think you know. Now we can say that of the many illustrious guests that we've had on the show, we can add uh, a local commissioner, a leader, a legislator to our uh, guest panel. So I think it's always dope to to do yeah, that. Yeah. So thank you for honoring our humble podcast. Yeah, oh, yeah. I am a rapper, I am a linguist, a commish, <laughs> yeah. uh, all of the above. All right, Mariah, trades. Yeah, there you yeah. go. Uh, all right, we're going to get to know you a little bit better in a moment, but first we are going to tell our listeners the stories that we're talking about today. Uh, we're going to talk about Jacob Blake, another unarmed black man uh, shot in the back. We'll talk about the RNC kicking off without a platform. Don't need one. It's racism. Nah, why would you? That's all you need. Uh, Kellyanne Conway is leaving the White House. Bye, Felicia. Yeah, and we'll talk about what Halloween will look like this Ooh. year. But uh, yeah, what a weird even thought! Like, what will Halloween look like? <laughs> I mean, like every day is some yeah. form of Halloween. So yeah, so strange. Why not? So strange. Uh, but first, Mariah, we like to ask our guests, "What is something from your search history that's revealing about who you are?" Yeah, so I think my I looked up my most recent search query. And I was looking up the Georgia Institute of Transitional Justice because I was doing a live stream yesterday with a Senate candidate um, here in Georgia who is running on a platform of single payer legal care for all. And so as a part of our discussion of criminal legal reform, I wanted to look up some data on racial disparities and sentencing in Athens, which my friend Avery Murdy with the Georgia Institute of Transitional Justice did some really good statistical analysis on last year. 
And so things like the fact that in Athens, um, Hispanics are less likely to get arrested, but more likely to be sentenced to longer confinement. Stuff like the fact that Black men are only 13% of the Athens population, but 45% of those sentenced to confinement in state court and 60% of those sentenced to confinement in superior court. Mm. And that Black men serve longer sentences than any other demographic group when that data is adjusted for charges faced and defendant criminal history. So even if you've done <laughs> right. similar amount of shit before, and even if you're charged with the same thing as like a white woman or a black woman or a Hispanic man, uh, you're going to get in jail longer. So, uh, you know, that all led us to uh, talking about how guaranteed quality legal care for all is an important part of disrupting the cycle of mass incarceration. So that's right. kind of what I, that's, that tells you a lot about me, I think. I mean, yeah, I think yeah. for people who are the uninitiated, you are a commissioner in District 2, correct? Yes, that's right. So for two years now, I've served on the athens Clark County Commission, which is akin to a city council in a city of larger size. Um, and so uh, dealing with local ordinances, the way we, you know, make budgets, yeah. uh, all that kind of stuff uh, right here in Athens, GA. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. You did not get into that because you were a lifelong like politician. Hell no! Like, <laughs> you come from a dynastic uh, political family. <laughs> right. right? One yeah, of the uh, ups and uh, you know, yeah, share. One of the Pod Save America right. guys didn't come up to you and go through your phone and check how much donor money you had in your in your phone. Correct. Not yet. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> if that ever happens, feel free to shoot me in the back of the head because that means I'm over. It's over for me. It's not. I'm not. I'm out. I'm they out. got to you. Yeah. Canceled. Yeah. But can yeah. you tell us a little bit about how you kind of came to be a commission? Are you yeah. one of the youngest commissioners so I ever? Am, I well, uh, there was one younger than me before, but fuck okay. him. He was a white dude. Whatever. Uh, you know, <laughs> uh, whatever. Um, but so I'm the youngest right now. I'm the first openly queer elected official in Athens history as well. Um, but I got into politics. I, I'm a hip hop artist. I'm a rapper. And I started organizing hip hop shows. But through that, you're learning a lot of the skills of like political organizing, getting all people hyped up, getting them, you know, attention wrapped, um, call and response, sharing these stories of struggle. And so I met this cat like through a hip hop show who was running for office at the time and took me on first as his field director, later as campaign manager. And then in the spring of 2018, I decided, fuck it, I'm going to run for office myself because hey. we need a full slate of progressives running in order to achieve the progressive change that we had run on and knocking on doors on, telling the city about. Um, in addition to that, in my district, there was a guy who had served before me for 25 years, run unopposed for 25 years, was about to be replaced by like someone he had handpicked mm. Was running unopposed, and I was like, "That ain't democracy, baby." Uh-uh. <laughs> right. So win or lose, win or lose, I was gonna come in there and talk to the people about affordable housing, talk to people about fair free public transportation, and uh, defunding the police back before that was uh, popular. And so, right. <laughs> um, and yeah, I just ran, I just went for it, you know, just as a rapper who like knew other rappers who had been treated unfairly by the police, or couldn't find places to live because of gentrification, or couldn't afford childcare, or making seven. 25 working at Dairy Queen and like thinking about all the problems we talked about in our music and how to alleviate them, not through just organizing culturally, you know, and bringing the community together through music, but actually bringing the community together for policy change. Yeah, that's, so that's I mean, that's just it's it's great to hear stuff like that, because I think so many people are finding themselves in situations, too, where you look at the leadership locally, and you're like, who the fuck are these people? And like, what? Why am I surprised that nothing's changing with these people yeah. there? And to, to even, you know, stories like yours of just how you organically are like, you know what? A leads to B leads to C leads to me in office. I think is a great, uh, just a great 
like tale and story because I find, you know, a, a, the more people I talk to, even in my own friend group, they're like that idea of being like, dude, like, do one of us like have to run or something? Like, yes. do people just not <laughs> yes. get it? And like, yeah, the, if you even find yeah. yourself asking yourself that, that means you've probably looked at who's out there tr- vying for power and it ain't it. It ain't right. it. Yeah. Because people aren't that smart. You know, they might have a lot of money or a lot right. of connections, but like, they're really not that good at this and no one challenges them. So many people run unopposed all the time. Right. And so I advocate all the time, like win or lose. If you get these ideas out there, you raise the bar for what the community expects of their local governance, what they, you know, imagine for the future of their community by pushing uh, your challenger, the people, the incumbents right. to actually have a town hall, to actually right. listen to the people. So there's nothing but, you know, there's nothing to lose, but your chains there's everything to gain mm. uh i better see both of y'all on a ballot yeah, up here yeah in right. too. i'm gonna see both of y'all on yeah. a ballot la city council Woo! la city council they're gonna come for me but i'm like bring it yeah <laughs> they're like uh, you're not ready for my podcaster mouth in these debates <laughs> uh what is something you think is overrated mariah so I actually think taking down Confederate monuments is kind of overrated. I mean, okay. and to put it in like, not in all contexts, but like specifically, sure. we j- just spent $400,000 in Athens to have our Confederate monument relocated. Whoa. And that's not even like destroyed, melted down to make gold coins or something. It was going to get moved to like a field somewhere. $400,000 that could have instead been spent on like quadruplex for a homeless family or economic development to put like 50 struggling mothers through a CNA program, right. could have created countless community gardens. And instead it's like simply to erase the site, the daily reminder when you walk downtown that like the Confederacy is like right. was a thing it has like little you know vestiges here today and so i mean if you and your friends go to lowe's and grab some like uh, chains and some rope and do it that way i mean i ain't gonna be mad at you but i think there's a lot better things we can spend our money on as local governments than these symbolic gestures of like erasing white supremacy by actually like putting material resources into, into the communities community. that yeah. have been impacted by white supremacy than right. like sort of like rehoming uh like a like a puppy like this like well let's take this confederate statue to a new like place that's on a right. farm where it can yeah. live out the rest of farm its of days state. yeah right 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 so was the four hundred thousand like merely just to like remove it like patch over the like the disruption of the statue being there or like what the yeah, cost to relocate and remove it you know put it in storage until they can like get it worked out like you know the new place they're gonna put it and then the reassembly of it oh my god in its new location piece by piece and then put it back together in that some distant field so, so yeah four hundred thousand dollars infuriating like yeah. wh- what is that like Jesus. rodan's the thinker or some shit where they're like well we gotta do so we gotta take right. we gotta make sure i mean the if you're already gonna hate. if you're already gonna agree that it's not it's time has come and no longer has a purpose to have be on public display like going these other efforts also last time i checked you could store a motherfucking sculpture outside yeah. Right. Yeah. So like, like, somewhere. hey, you never know. You could in a ditch. <laughs> right. So uh, it could get rain on it, or the <laughs> the sun. It's like, yeah, that's sort of the bite. Meh. Whatever. Okay. So take it out to its field for four hundred k. Yeah. Uh, what is something you think is underrated? Um, something I think is criminally underrated, if not totally thrown under the bus, is soup in hot weather. It's starting to wow. cool down. It's starting to cool down here in Georgia. It's about to be soup t- season again, and I'm gonna be very happy because I love. Like live for soup, but like it's almost like a sauna-like effect. You go into like the pho shop 
in the middle of July okay. and just like piping hot and you're sweating, you're breathing heavy mm. and it's like cleansing. And so I really think that these menus and these restaurants in the summertime need to stop discriminating against super right. aficionados like myself and just let you let that let, let people have that cleansing experience of like a boiling hot bowl of soup I, in the yeah. middle of August. Pretty Two questions. Please. Is gazpacho offensive to you? Yes. Okay. Cause what, and what do you consider that? Like, you know, if as a like soup a, lover, like when someone smoothie? brings up gazpacho, what do you what do you call? It? How do it's you bring it down? Smoothie. It's like a smoothie. Yeah. yeah. What is that? You got it's <laughs> piping hot. The is right. the critical element in any right. soup. Right. Uh and then with the when it comes to soup, you say you like the cleansing sauna aspect. Now I'm my whenever I eat ramen, pho, whatever, my face just starts draining. Like yes. I just can't help it. And on top of it, I have sweat a lot because I run hot. So Adding the summer, I'm talking about a little bit more of an experience of like just full drenched like post meal, and, and I think see, Jack's yeah. the same way. So I'm curious if you feel do you sweat I can't the same stop or you kind of sweating like- once I start? That's my problem. <laughs> I, I also thrive on just sweating all the time. I'm like yeah. wearing the hoodie right now. It's like right, probably right. 80 degrees outside. Like <laughs> right. I just yeah. Just Wait, like, and that's soup weather. What's soup weather? So what's your threshold for soup weather? So you're soup you're around soup. All, see, I just I just want full inclusion right. of soup people in our you know food economy right by all, letting all weather be soup weather weather wow yeah. what's okay. your favorite soup yeah. ramen like ramen. Some, with some chashu get Ooh. some bamboo shoots in there yeah memma yeah sure fantastic yeah. i love ramen as well i just can't I just think of how many times like I'm constantly wiping my nose when I eat it because I'm just like <laughs> just drained, but I love it. Oh, bless it. Okay. Ma, when you say your face drained, like it's just everything. Like my nose All is the running, pores. my eyes are it's like I don't know. Like my my face just purges <laughs> the everything. The inside so of your me. head liquefies. Yeah, it's like this steam just like just out. loosens everything. It's like, all right, yeah. uh, open the exit doors. and finally what is a myth what's something people think is true you know to be false um the the myth i'd like to debunk today is that the police keep us safe as we saw in kenosha wisconsin over the Mm -hmm. weekend there was this man who was breaking up a fight like doing his duty to his community to help maintain the peace and you know he got shot in the back seven times but in addition a 1972 study in kansas city examined how different policing methods, specifically the amount of police patrols, would affect the crime rate. Essentially, they sent more patrols to the normal to one area. They did only reactive patrols to a different area, and then they kept one area the same. And they did this for one year and found that there were no significant differences among the three experimental conditions concerning recorded crime, reported victimization, citizen fear of crime, citizen satisfaction with police service, police response time, arrests, traffic incidents, like all these major indicators. So like when people are like scared of like, what are we going to do when we defund the police? It's like, we literally have data saying that like, they're going to come just as quickly. And like, people are just going to be as satisfied with the police. And there's just going to be as many arrests and like victimization rates going to stay the same. We saw this in 1972. We did this already. Uh, So yeah. Yeah, it, I think it looks so different based on whatever side of that equation, because like the people who are like, well, what are you going to do when the police come? Because I'm the, my version of defund the police is violent, young brown people, black and brown people. And that's right. now the boogie person I've created. There's also I saw a recent study that was saying how uh, conservatives, when looking at protests, view the protesters as more violent than uh, like people on the left may who would see that as like exercising a civil right. 
there was mm-hmm. also like this immediate thing like, oh, that's violence and that's coming for me. Uh, yeah. And yeah, that whole, I mean, you hear it even now, especially like in LA with, with the defunding movement gaining more and more steam and like listening in on calls with city council, uh, the, the board of supervisors, things like that. It's always the concern people like, but what's going to happen when there are no police? And it's like, you're not even looking at it the same. And the thing you call crime is just called poor people being left behind. Yeah. Exactly. Let's put that money into housing. Let's put yeah. that money into education, mental health care, community gardens. Let's make sure everybody's fed. Make sure everybody got a roof over their head. Yeah. That's public safety, baby. Yeah. Because you'd, you'd be, you know, for the people who are like, I couldn't imagine committing a crime. It's like, let me guess, you have all your needs met, probably, don't yeah. you? Yeah. You're not hmm. worried about busting in the car to steal the change out of the cup holder because you're trying to buy an ice cream sandwich at the 7 Eleven because you yeah, went whatever it is. Yeah. yeah. It really like, is like, just take that moment to even if you if you have the 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 blessing of having a stable life and your needs are being met, just imagine how much less stress that causes the entire everybody else if they're living in the same situation. Just because mm-hmm. we're looking for something called, you know, equity. Hey, tell them. I feel like the idea of like the the version of broken window policing that like came down to us through Malcolm Gladwell's The Tipping Point and yeah. uh, Rudy Giuliani's like self-mythologizing uh, of like, uh-huh. I cleaned up New York. Yeah, it's, it's just wild that there's this like very anecdotal, spurious, you know, idea of that the police on every corner will stop crime and be good for a city and that really took hold for i think in the public consciousness and then we have actual studies and actual cities that abolish the police uh and have had like demonstrable you know benefits and you don't hear about those as much mm-hmm. i don't well, think it's like i this heard idea that 1972 like... kansas city study at all right we need yeah. sentries on every corner and that's what will prevent the crime because the cops are watching versus like you know they're fed So they don't they're not out here looking for trouble or they have opportunity to a higher education, upward social mobility. Bada bing, bada boom. Yeah, that's it. All right. Well, we are going to keep talking about that. But first, we're going to take a quick break. and We'll be right back. And we're back. And, uh, yeah, let's talk about Wisconsin. Just complete fucking nightmare. Jacob Blake was shot in the back seven times in front of his children. His children were in the car. Like, you know, they could reach out and touch him. I haven't confirmed this, but I read that it was one of his children's birthday. Jesus Christ. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's the, the rhythm of the country continues. You know, it's transgressions murders like this lead to some superficial show of support and solidarity and empty promises of doing something and then we do it all over again and then we keep doing it but you know the responses are just people are still just as fed up and i think you see that with the the protest that broke out just immediately being like wow we still have you really thought it was a joke in june and may you know the demands are still the same that we begin to reemphasize investment in our communities and away from just militarizing these like these patrols that go around and brutalizing poor people. Uh, and, you know, I'm I just I want I'm hoping for all these people who are like incrementalists who are into this incremental nonsense 
that what they really mean, like what that actually means, because while people are out here talking for real serious reforms, the incrementalism just means that we just put the boiling pot of racist policing that's boiling over. We just set that to simmer. And mm-hmm. all the while, it still gets it has its time. Like when you cook a well, soup down or something, it gets time to morph and develop new nuances in other ways. But during that time, it still allows for the body count count to still go up because we're not actually doing something because we're just setting it to simmer. And the governor of of Wisconsin, you know, did the I guess showed us what the new bare minimum is uh, when mm-hmm. something like this is done because you know this language is nice, uh, as he said, quote, while we do not have all of the details yet. What we know for certain is that he is not the first black man or person to have been shot or injured or mercilessly killed at the hands of individuals in law enforcement in our state or our country. Okay, now let's see what this investigation is. I'm glad we're all living in the same reality and that we can at least acknowledge those facts. Right. We're like, okay, great. Step in the facts. right direction. Right. Right. We found the floor. Yeah. Okay, now now let's see what the actual results are of how they're going to resolve this, what kind of what the investigation yields or it'll be somebody just going on a vacation. And sorry, but you can still collect your pension, whatever that outcome is going to be. I mean, luckily, Jacob Blake is in serious but stable condition. The last time I checked, he miraculously survived. And that is not the intended outcome, usually. Well, with what you shoot someone seven times. Yeah. Yeah. And it's another instance of something that for all intents and purposes probably might as well have not happened if someone didn't happen to catch it on video. Like there, oh, yeah. there was oh, no yeah. official dash cam footage or body cam footage. We're only seeing, I mean, Miles, you have referred to it as like Narnia. Like people won't believe it until they actually, it happens to them firsthand. Like we're, only seeing the parts of America's fascist, racist police state that get caught on video. And, I mean, this is just, like, statistically, these are just the random cases that happen to be caught on video. Right. Right, because over the weekend as well, there was a gentleman in, I believe, Louisiana. Yeah, Lafayette. Yeah, Lafayette. Um, Tavid Pellerin. I don't know if there's video of that, but I've seen far fewer people talking about it Perhaps because the There's video no is not circulating as widely if it exists at all. And so those names get forgotten. Right. Yeah. Those names get forgotten. And so it's like, yeah, I mean, it's so it's it's like a sad kind of gratitude I have for like camera phone technology. But it right. exists that otherwise we would not even be having this uprising in this country in this moment in time because people would be able to sweep these things under the rug still. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I just I've. You know, if if you're ever on the fence, uh, somebody who's looking at this debate that's happening about law enforcement and the reforms we need, please understand that we do not what we need is more emphasis in supporting the people we have left behind. And again, the, the policing is just a secondary industry to profit off of the failed safety net that we have for people, because now you can spend all this money on these trucks and SWAT gear and all this stuff that they pulled up with in Wisconsin, L.A., any Chicago, anywhere and be like, all right, well, now that, great, we have the money for this, there's budgets for that, because there's outrage here, because we don't solve any problems, and the cycle continues and gets bigger, and then we can keep spending more money and keep brutalizing people. When really, like, the it's a real short path to stop pull the plug on funding the police and putting the plug back into our communities and, and giving mm-hmm. that some energy, giving that Tell some them. life. Yeah. Mm. Um. All right. Well, we are 
in the week of the Republican National Convention kicked off last night, but we're recording this before uh, before it started. Uh, so we, we got some clips so far. We've got some clips, and we also have the platform uh, <laughs> of the party, which is literally a single sentence. Like yeah. you, usually, I mean, I I I usually don't pay too much attention to like platforms because it seems like it's all like you know heavily focus grouped language but it is like how long is a platform usually i mean enough that you understand what their thoughts are on things like foreign policy health right. you know the main tenets as well as what the party seeks to do on a broader level the way this statement reads from the rnc basically says look Oh, here, I'll just I'll just read you what they got. This is the day before the, the convention was supposed to begin. The statement says uh, a resolution stating that, quote, the GOP has and will continue to enthusiastically support the president's America first agenda and basically saying they would not be adopting a new platform until the next convention in 2024. It continues, quote, all platforms are snapshots of the historical context in which they are born and parties abide by their policy priorities rather than their political rhetoric. And they also said it did not want a small contingent of delegates formulating a new platform without the breadth of perspectives within the ever-growing Republican movement. So fascist. Oh, like wow. you that's just straight up dear leader. Whatever dear leader says is is a platform. That is the most elaborate way of just admitting, look, we as a party have hitched our wagon to this <laughs> racist predatory comet We've that is headed directly for yes. the fucking sun where we will vaporize on impact. Uh so is it even worth bothering to try and pretend that we haven't just Airbnb'd our party to a fascist, basically? Like, that's all it is. So yeah. whatever he says, I don't know. We don't really have much we can do at this point. We didn't have much of a spine anyway. So, I mean, I think it just shows they've given up. It's like, this is his thing. We don't know what the fuck. To, we can't even do anything anymore. Right. Are they understaffed? Like, this This seems, <laughs> This reads like people just money. realized they that they had to do something at the last minute. And we're like, uh, uh, uh. Did you resolution yet? Oh, wait, I thought you were going to do it. Wait, try, no, yeah. no, let's get the intern on it. Right. right. Or if it's like where they tried to do the thing where it wasn't because clearly, right, all the rhetoric has just been a pedal to the metal racism and fear mongering. That's all they. And also yeah. it's Trump's worst habit. So and he's old. So all he can do is lean into his worst fucking habit now. And yeah. that's just doing this shit like oh, the suburbs. They're going to come for their affordable housing. And then your kids will be doing the savage challenge on TikTok like like you never known. Like it's just all this like nonsense just really like it appeals to a very older generation in terms of like the fear he's trying to stoke. And this agenda that he has, the only place you can see some semblance of like what the direction is, is on the website. And it reads like a fucking last minute project of like you're in like a civics class and your teacher's like, come up with the most fucked up platform for the worst president in the history amidst a global pandemic. Right. What does that platform look like? And it's what this is. It's got six bullet points. So, you know, he, I mean, it's got more than that. I, okay. Uh, this is well, just the, these are the ones right. I pulled, but like, just if I'm just some of the worst ones, right? Education, there's two bullet points. I would say us, let's just for all of us right now, if we said, let's give four good bullet points on how we would reform education. Jack, what would you say is one? Defunding the police and putting funding into public hey! education. Okay. So well, we can get to police time. later. Oh, uh, but yeah, just right. general for, for teaching anything else. Yeah. Increased funding. 
Comprehensive sex education. Comprehensive sex education. Anything else? That sounds good so far. Those are those seem tangible. This is what this is what Donald Trump has on his website. Two bullet points. First, provide school choice to every child in America. That's mm-hmm. racist. That's yeah. just right. that's, that's deracialized racist shit that they developed in the 60s and 70s for moms to be like school choice <laughs> without saying I don't want my kids to go with people that don't look like us. The yeah. uh, next point: teach American amazing. exceptionalism. That's y'all really y'all playing with me right now. Those are the two fucking agenda items. That's it. That's it. Okay. Teach American exceptionalism. Like that's like saying teach like it's that's like me saying like, yo, teach our kids about that one that one game I had in high school where I shot the lights out of the gym. (laughs) But it's like that's not relevant to anything except you and it doesn't help us grow. But, but I like to talk about I've it. never heard it as anything other than a critique of like a mindset of like where <laughs> right. Americans I didn't think know this that was they're... a serious thing people liked. <laughs> yeah. Right. Nobody's I didn't know. Like, the it's Y'all with that shit? Like what? Yeah, it's almost like being like, yo, like increase toxic masculinity. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> like, That's what? right. It's like... <laughs> That's probably buried in the platform somewhere. Yeah. It would right. be yeah, like the depussification of America. It's yeah. like, whoa, okay. Teach uh the other American exceptionalism. How about this other bullet point under eradicate COVID nineteen? That's an agenda item. Eradicate uh-huh. COVID nineteen. Okay, mm-hmm. fine. Yeah. I mean vaguely, but what are we saying here? First bullet point, develop a vaccine by the end of 2020. Boom. Okay. Thank you, science community. For Doesn't matter their, if it for works, if it's going to kill, you know, people yeah. that they couldn't recruit for the, the, the you know, medical trials. <laughs> uh, second bullet point. Yeah. Second bullet point. Fuck efficacy testing. What the fuck? <laughs> no, I'm joking. Uh, the second point. The second point is literally return to normal in 2021. Boom. What? Return what? to normal. I, I, how do you even prompt? How do you even begin to? What does that even mean? That's so what relative. metrics are we deciding what normal was? Right. Yeah. Like, excuse me. It, it every single. So then I also want to get into the. De, this is what they put: defend our police. Okay, for the Trump <laughs> campaign. Very clever. First one: fully fund and hire more police and law enforcement officers. Okay. Increase criminal penalties for assaults on law enforcement officers. Prosecute drive-by shootings as acts of domestic terrorism. Well, that would definitely affect your side of the things a lot more. Uh, Bring violent extremists, like like violent extremist groups like Antifa to justice. Also, end end cashless bail and keep dangerous criminals locked up until trial. This is just, again, we're not talking about real reforms. We're talking about stoking just these racist fa- fears in people. Yeah. That's all. It's really, uh, yeah. And the other one is just like, it goes on for the future, but it's like, or it goes on down the list too. But it really, the bullet points are so like hollow. It really makes you realize, you know, how, I mean, we've known that the, the game has been up for the Republicans now for a long time now, but like, this is really just, they're just like operating on like vaporware. I mean, it does seem it does read almost like they went through and figured out what progressive people are yeah. asking for and just said just that, not yeah. that, the opposite of that. They were like, they went to the DNC's a democratically elected uh, platform that everybody the voted opposite. on. And they yes. were like, all right, if we're going to be fascist, uh, right. what, yeah, like how do we just negate all the other, the big words that they put in there? It's like cash mail? I don't know what that is, but I don't like it. <laughs> yeah right exactly <laughs> right 
Uh, I did. He's screen like, end the a, Minnesota uh, bail fund. Right. It's like, what? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> what, the yeah, fuck? what are you talking about? I um, blowing up on Twitter. I did screen cap a, an ad. So the, uh, I, I think you maybe don't need a platform when you have dope ads like this. It's a, it's like a Mortal Kombat mm-hmm. uh, screen cap with uh, Trump's head on a jump kicking person and Joe Biden's head, like very poorly photoshopped on another uh, fighter's body. And it says, finish him, paid for by Trump, make America great again committee. And so. they're like fighting gone. under like the Newark Bay Bridge. Yeah. Like it's yeah. so the whole scene is very like specific. It's like, yo, we're out here fighting under the lights of headlights of trucks at the new the Newark Bay Bridge, like in our karate geese. Yeah, like, uh, y'all for real? What? It really does feel like trying to reason with a four-year-old. Like it's I, maybe that was that thing where they don't have Steve Bannon anymore, like doing the whole Cambridge Analytica whispering, and they're like didn't he say something about video game guys and how we need them? <laughs> right. yeah. So just do some some of that Street Fighter shit. I'd even be so funny. I mean, if as if he knew what Street Fighter was, but yeah, that really it's like almost follows that logic where they like wait, video game equals support for Trump. Therefore, make video game ad with him f- jump kicking Biden in the wherever the fuck. Right. And Trump's energy bar all the way up. Biden's is just about out. So. Mm-hmm. It's interesting because it it reflects a version of reality that no poll or anything is, you know, telling Bearing them. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. It's possible that I, I'm hoping a, he's completely yeah. insulated from reality and that affects their strategy. Yeah, they're trying to meme it into existence. Right, right. Yeah. Maybe if we d- meme hard enough, you know, we can manifest <laughs> it. Yo, meme so hard. They want to put me in the White House. That's what I'm going to do. That's my whole thing. Just memeing so hard right now. That's what I'm going to get in the White Yo, House. Yo, that's going to be, I'm going to, if I may appropriate that for some rap lyrics. Memes yeah. so hard. They're trying to put me in the White, White House. House. There you go. Yo, coming soon. There you uh, go. To Spotify. Collab. There we go. There we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it is, it, it really is. I mean, that's, I, I, that's the thing is like, he forgot that he was doing like this, like fake ass populist shit in 2016. And that actually got f- people fired up because he at least tapped into something that conservatives couldn't articulate, which was like the corporatocracy has completely taken all my job prospects away. And then I'm on a diet of blaming black and brown people for what's actually wow. happening. Yeah. Uh, right. But now it's just like the populist shit isn't even there. It's never like, hey, we're going to bring these jobs back. I remember when this town used to now it's just like. Yo, keep these black people the fuck out of the suburb. Like, what? Okay, yeah. so now you you, you got to do a little bit more, even if you want to get even the the most racist of racists a little bit more excited. Which, I mean, you know, surprisingly, they're not doing a great job of because Richard <laughs> Spencer just came out and said he was voting for Biden. Oh no, so, he did not. Oh yes, he did. Well, I mean, whatever. And, that guy's a fucking he, not not. Yeah, so they're not. So they're even losing the <laughs> right. hardcore racists somehow. They've lost the Nazi vote. I'm surprised the DNC didn't give him a speaking spot. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Yeah. Richard Spencer, he's like, hey, man, like, even I I, I see it here, man, Biden, all the way. But what, I think over two dozen former Republican senators just, you know, announced today that they were siding with Biden. Everybody jumping ship. Everybody jumping ship. But, like, too late. Yeah. I mean, it, it's interesting. Uh, Trump is speaking every night at the uh, RNC, which yep. is... He just loves to listen to himself talk so much. That's right. That's what it's, it's all about. Yeah, and that is a feature of dictators throughout history is like 
Castro would speak for like three hours. Stalin once spoke for uh, and like made people stand for a speech until people were like passing out. I mean, narcissism, we've been saying, is like the cheat code for this version of America. But I, I do think narcissism just flares up and creates a, a massive, unstoppable dictator every once in a while. And that's what we're seeing. That could have been the, that could have been like the the little tagline on this weird ad he pulled. Narcissism is the cheat code <laughs> yeah, for America. There, there Finish, him. <laughs> Finish, Finish him. Finish him with your narcissism. <laughs> um. All right. Let's talk about uh, another one of Trump's brain trusts that will no longer be contributing. The finest people. The yeah, finest. The best. Simply the best. Uh, Kellyanne Conway is going to be leaving her position at the White House, which. Hey, I, hey, what, hey, goodbye. Yeah. <laughs> what was her position? She was. I don't even remember advisor. what she did. Advisor. Just, okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Like legal advice. It was like one of those non things where it's like, hey, the most articulate person who's willing to debase themselves regularly on TV. Like, yeah. yeah, that's all. That's really all it was. Because she really was like the most articulate. Like, I'm smiling and I'm talking about fascism and straight up white supremacy. But if you're white, you're just looking at my white face smiling and you're going to take that as news while everyone else is like, how can this person say all these things out loud and not think that they're doing Satan's bidding uh, yeah. on, a, on the regular? But, you know, if you've been following her and her husband, they regularly have it out. Well, not they ha regularly have it out on Twitter, but her husband, George, who works for the Lincoln Project, uh, you know, regularly cosplays as one of the good conservatives on Twitter <laughs> yeah, yeah, who's yeah, like, yeah. oh, man, Trump's so full of this is disgusting. Anyway, Kellyanne Conway is my wife and it's all good. Uh, but right. We'll do this just to create some kind of cool, get some clicks uh, and sell some books. And, you know, then recently their daughter, who's I think in high school, Claudia mm -hmm. got like blew up on TikTok, on Twitter, just regularly dragging her parents being like these they're they're like they're fucked these i don't i don't agree with anything they have to say i can't believe this is my life yeah yeah and then she said she wanted to emancipate herself mm -hmm. and that kind of seemed and like a few live streams she did that seemed to that sort of seemed to be the catalyst for this like out of nowhere being like kellyanne and her husband be like we're quitting we to make sure our family doesn't fall apart yeah mm. now yeah. is that really what's to happening? lock our daughter in a dungeon so that she'll stop dragging right. us on tiktok Seriously. She was like, actually, job. she was actually trying to. She's like, hey, anybody who's watching this stream, connect me with some legal services so I can emancipate myself. Uh, it'll. I don't know what's what's in store for that part of the uh, saga, but like, it makes me wonder. You know, like, yes, it could be that they are concerned about their family, and I, you'd hope that if your child was really out here being like, my parents suck, I don't want to be their kid anymore. You'd be like, okay, maybe I need to pay more attention uh, with them at home, but. This is the statement that Kellyanne Conway gave like after when she announced, she said, I will be, quote, I will be transitioning from the White House at the end of this month. George is also making changes. We disagree about plenty, but we are united on what matters most, the kids. Our four children are teens and tweens starting a new academic year in middle and high school remotely from our home and for at least a few months. As millions of parents nationwide know, kids doing school from home requires a level of attention and vigilance that is as unusual as these times. Of course, Rules. you would blame They're it on like pandemic us. learning right. instead of the fact that she's a shit troll. Right. Mm. Or is it the fact that, you know, like because she always it, has to defend what the president's saying, like she wants to have enough distance. So when it starts getting into super crime time, when you're like, the, this is fake, uh, we this, these results are null and void based on whatever this man had a dream about during his Diet Coke like fever dream. 
I, I wonder if like you don't want to be the face at that point and just like Kaylee McEnany do the yeah, rest. Yeah. So it, it feels like a very fortuitous moment to suddenly be like, I care about my children. I right. care about them. Mm-hmm. The one thing that I've heard rumblings is coming during the RNC is that they're going to announce like a big breakthrough between Israel and Saudi Arabia. And like, that's going to be the thing because they keep talking about this big surprise that's coming. And I think Pompeo is doing his address from uh, somewhere in the Middle East. I think Saudi Arabia. Oh, thank God. Yeah. Because that will help all the the water in Flint, Michigan. Right. Yes. Yeah. Real miracle. Thank you so much. I think they're overestimating how much uh, this is going to sure up support. You could have announced a factory reopening in fucking Pennsylvania and gotten way more clout off that. Yeah. Yeah. than, Than being like, Hey, Jerry did a shitty arms deal behind everyone's back, <laughs> and then we got them to sit for this photo op. Don't ask what that's going to look like in about eight months, the but that's for the, the next orb. president to deal with. <laughs> power of the orb. Yeah, got uh, that big orb energy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, all right, guys, let's take a, another quick break, and we'll be right back. And we're back. Uh, and a couple other stories just catching up on. So Kim Jong-un, there was this, uh, a boil. The news cycle went went to a boil earlier in the year that he was in a coma, possibly dead, because he wasn't making any public appearances after a scheduled open heart surgery. Uh, but then he did make an appearance, and people were like, oh, we <laughs> are bad. I guess we had that wrong. Uh, and now there's chatter picking up again. Uh, that those videos were uh, actually old and repurposed and uh, he actually didn't show up at a lot of... Like, he's been... They're, like, releasing videos of, like, psych, he did make an appearance. Here's the video we took of that. Um, But he's not appearing at any of, like, the big statewide events that are scheduled that people would be, like, watching independently. So it's just people... Uh, are suspicious and think that he might actually be in a coma and his sister might be taken over. So, is he? Isn't he? Will they? Won't they? I know. Who will it? It's and like they're kind of fu- keeping their fingers crossed that maybe he is in a coma. You know, yeah. like <laughs> right. it's like the it's like what like like our thing with Brad Pitt and Jennifer Aniston is like the same. It's like the foreign policy version is like is Kim Jong Un <laughs> actually dead? I don't know. Right. We think he is. He's probably in a coma based on these clues. Someone was holding their ear during the press conference. We mess. It's like okay, I don't know, man. Like either yes, way, that. it's bad over there. It's Let bad. the man be in a coma and be. <laughs> They're like, is his sister really running things? Get the yeah. T report on TMZ. And you're like, what? TMZ? Why are you reporting on this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this does feel like it should be a TMZ story. Uh, Sturgis, the motorcycle rally that we had been talking about a couple weeks back, went through. It happened. 480,000 bikers got together like it was 2017. Uh, and... Uh, it ended on August 17th and all good. No, no cases. Uh, everybody uh, is healthy. The end, right? Yep. Uh-huh. Exactly as you thought. When you get a bunch of people who are aggressively anti-science together to like ignore it. No. Nah. I mean, look, we're still, the, it ended the 17th. So we're probably going to be get into that phase where we see more reports. But so far, they have like a lot of cases tied to about three states now, like Minnesota, South Dakota, uh, and I forget where else. Wasn't but it, it there's, Florida also? 
I mean, I think we could always, that's always a safe bet, uh, <laughs> given like Sturgis and the state of Florida and things like that overlap. But in Nebraska, that's what it was, Nebraska. Oh, okay, Nebraska. So they were saying they have a few cases of people who were, they said from one of the public health district officials there were saying that they were able to tie a few of these cases of people who direct like were at Sturgis and were like, I didn't wear a mask. I was at this bar. I was with these people. There was a bar, one-eyed Jack's. Uh, which also had a customer had tested positive like right after on the 11th while the uh, like biker festival was still happening. And there's like a whole article about one eye jacks because like in the daily beast, they talked to like a, their story on it was about this Motley crew tribute band who had drove from Ohio to do the festival to, to play at one eye jacks. And then mm. when they got there, they got like, completely uh like fucking swindled they thought they thought they were gonna get meal tickets and drink tickets they didn't get any of that shit when they're like well hey we're supposed to get our fee the guy like laughed at them and they only just they barely had enough money just to have the gas to drive home like we would have been stranded but like their attitude was like they're like you know (laughs) know. what though like that's their karma that like they had an outbreak there because like they could have treated us better but then they're like but weren't you afraid of what do you mean like you were going Some to could perform say that there. was your You're karma stoked. That don't you pretend got... like you weren't <laughs> yeah don't like yes. don't pivot on like this karma shit as, as if you believe that was negative because prior to that apparently when people when he was raising the money for his band to get like the money to get to Sturgis he was like look man it is what it is like you're gonna get it at some point so like we can't life's too short mm-hmm. life's too short to live long so try and abbreviate it and make it as short as possible <laughs> by doing wild reckless shit and then call it karma when you don't get your way. Like, okay, sir, thank you. Uh, yeah, that's one I mean, of the I, stages of COVID nineteen coping. Yeah, yeah, right. Everyone's gonna coping, catch it. Yeah, yeah. Coping nineteen. Yeah. I mean, I live in a college town. I'm a PhD student at the University of Georgia, and we've already heard reports of like within Greek life, people right. are telling each other to like keep it quiet if you get COVID because it's bad PR. They yeah. don't want it to get out, though there's wow. these infection clusters, you know, within like the Panhellenic society. And so, like, I would not be surprised if some people got it, but they're like, Shh, keeping it on right. the low low so the media don't find out. And then they all get laughed at publicly and nationally for their uh, complete ridiculousness. Right. Oof. Yeah. And then, I mean, who, like, people don't have to tell if they do get sick, right? So, I mean, I'm sure a lot of the people who get sick from this won't won't be uh, running to the newspaper to be like, I was wrong. Everything, right, 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 right. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So, uh, what is just the general atmosphere on campus? Is, are people on campus? At- people are on campus, so we, we at least got a mask mandate out of the summer, but classes are in person. Um, and so I teach in person tomorrow. Um, and actually according to epidemiological models by like scientists at the university of Georgia, based on the protocols in place to keep people safe and the campus population, um, they have, uh, surmised that if we continue with the reopening plans, we're likely to have half of the campus population about 30,000 people infected in the next two months. And so, uh, people are trying to do the whole like social distance thing on campus and spread out wear the mask, but the bars are going crazy right now. Like oh, the nice. house parties, the beer pong, the sex in the pool, Ugh. all that shit is like on full blast right now. And so to do what we can as a professor, like trying to like, you know, space my students out and like wipe everything down, classes over or whatever. Like it's still not going to, it's it's not looking good, but I'm really thinking it's going to be a bait and switch kind of situation. They're going to get that tuition money, get that dorm, that room and board oh, right, money. Right, right. Like, right. You know, get a week, yeah, at drop period ends, and they're like, oh, 
Whoops. Got to do what's yeah. right by the kids. Yeah. And our yeah. Right. On our this, They're going to be like be irresponsible. The protocols so we had to shut down, as if the protocols themselves weren't irresponsible in the first place, put in place by the administration. Like they're going to put it on the kids. Kids are going to be pissed. Kids are going to get out of all their money. And uh, yeah. yeah, hopefully people the cycle will continues not die. for higher education. Mm. Yeah. All right. So uh, our writer JM was wondering what Halloween is going to look like in 2020. All the big celebrations at theme parks, uh, like where you get chased by people dressed as zombies and all that good shit, mm-hmm. uh, have already been canceled. Yeah. Um, Trick or treating. I think a, a recent poll found that only 27 percent of parents are planning on taking their kids out this year. Um, there's actually an app that was created by I think Mars uh, that is basically virtual trick or treating, where you like go around. Uh, on your phone and get like IOUs for candy from your neighbors, which sounds. Okay. Are they legally binding? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. You're like, I don't Here's know, man. Thought. Yeah. Here's the thought. This is how we save the post office. We get the IOUs for the candy, you right. put it in the mail, Shipped. ship yeah. it to the children's houses, save the UBS. Perfect. Yes, everybody get a Have a huge bar, Snickers. Huge rush on shipping the last weekend in October, going into the beginning of November. <laughs> Nothing oh, is happening. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wait, I take it back because then it's going to be harder for the absentee ballots yeah, yeah. to get counted. So, no, I like this. Yeah, watch Trump is like, this is what you're going to do. We're going to get out. We're going to get out. It's yeah, just yeah. the initial, yeah. Hold it for after the election. Piece. You know what I mean? Yeah. The new Halloween, November 28th. Great. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Thanksgiving, Black Friday, Halloween Sunday, or Halloween Saturday. Just, oh, hell yeah. Just turn Sunday November up. all the way up. Yo. Yeah. But the way the app works is basically neighbors buy credits for their candy, kids collect and redeem at participating stores. So there's never any interaction. Um, mm. And then if then you. Then how do you judge the, the neighbors for the kind of candy they get? Uh, you I leave mean, comments, like notes, like, man. Right. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Like, I'm about to redeem this coupon for toothbrushes. Like, yeah, on Yelp dentist, or some man. shit. Right. And yeah. you send them gifts of eggs and toilet paper if, if they have the ah, whack yes, candy. Ah, yes, yes, yes. With like three M and M's and a little fun size bag. Um, <laughs> all right, this is my '80s stand up routine. Uh, what's the, What's the deal? Why are they called fun? It's less candy. Fun. They're not fun. Who's it fun, fun for? for home. It's not enough candy to have fun. You want the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> Old oh, bits. Old Seinfeld bits of this. Did you read uh, his op ed in the New York Times? I oh boy. Oh boy. Even it was like it was like to imagine. It, it was so weird because it was like sort of adopting this attitude of like for the people who think New York's dead, look at yourself. This whole city, it's built on people picking it up from the ashes and making it better. When I moved here in the late 70s before the dog pooper scooper laws, there was dog shit everywhere. I didn't <laughs> leave. I knew it and I loved it. And it was like this whole thing about the resilience of New Yorkers, which is true, but like it was, it was also aimed at somebody who had said that like New York's dead, and like right. I'm going to Florida, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. and that that really that really uh, really Pissed got him off. fired yeah. up. But then yeah. it's also like my man, like you you have so much money, like you have a like a gilded palace in the sky in which you look down upon Manhattan, like from right. versus like you're not elbow to elbow with people like on the metro or some shit like that, you know. So. Uh, but if it's but I think deserted, for many New Yorkers, he doesn't get to view everybody as ants, you know? Right. 
They're people, it turns out. (laughs) (laughs) So, but yeah, it was interesting because I, I, while I was like, okay, I get the feeling, like I felt like New York Twitter, like it was very split. Like a lot of people were like, this is the shit, man. Thank you. And then like Jack Posobiec, the fucking right wing troll was sort of like, uh, Jerry Seinfeld's a billionaire. And I was like, what? Okay. Yeah. Granted, but like, okay, so now you found the same take as leftist Twitter. Congrats. Uh, so <laughs> you did it's it! all, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they accidentally hit on the truth every once in a while. Um, yeah, it's always funny when they're like, right. Mm. It's usually in response to like a Hollywood like celebrity doing something. Right, but it's super... like somehow the other billionaires, you're like, no, they're, they're okay. Like, right. what they're trying to do is create liberty in this country. Right. Yes. One trend uh, that originated in Japan and seems to be, at least people are trying it out here, drive through haunted houses where... That sounds kind of lit. Yeah. I mean, judging from the pictures, it basically looks like a reverse car wash where people just like smear your windshield with fake blood. <laughs> but it's, but they, I don't know. I I would be freaked out. I actually went to, that was what I did with my kids this weekend, is took them to a car wash, and that was thoroughly entertaining. So, I, Oh, I'm yeah, sure, we drive through. Yeah. I'm That's sure a thing. Like A reverse car wash would be even better. Who, when you're in there, I also feel like if you're real jumpy, like, you'd be like, sir, turn your car off and please put the keys in this plate so there's you don't errantly run over the characters during right. the drive through <laughs> yeah. Reverse car wash. Yeah, Facts. yeah. Because all, yes. all it takes one person to not really be on top of shit, and you have a real fucked up haunted house situation. Right. Like it would need there. to be like a a car wash where you're on the like, like a thing track. That on the takes track, you yeah. through. But even then, in neutral. Yeah, and even because I remember one of the first times in high school I got in one of those things. I was like, "Don't I leave it in drive? Like it's not going." And I accelerated. I was like, "Oh shit!" I almost rear-ended this Escalade. I was like, "No, no, 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 this ain't it. This ain't it." Yeah, based on the pictures, it looks like you just drive into a little uh, storage container. People just roll up to your car and uh, act like zombies and paw at your window, and then it's like, "All right, you can oh, okay. you can leave now." Okay, um, so it's like uh, having a BLM sign in your car or going through like a, a conservative rally or something. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, 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 all lives back the blue. Uh huh. Okay. Thank you. You're smearing my car with your hot sauce and mustard. And real quick, we usually check in with the box office when back when that was a thing. Uh, but so. Chinese and South Korean box offices uh, had massive reopening weekends uh, because they had a big movie called, I think it was like 300 Soldiers or something like that. They had a big Chinese blockbuster come out that is the biggest movie of 2020 already after like a week and a half. Um, And Well, how hard could it be? Right, yeah. It's beating Sonic the Hedgehog, so... (laughs) Yeah. Oh. Uh, Take that, Sonic. It's entered the Oscar race with and teeth. Yeah, that would do But yeah, so I mean, they have at least had leadership and a consistent message in those countries. So I know South Korea is like starting to see a slight uptick, but people I think know where they stand whereas in the u.s like i i just don't know that it's going to be a one-to-one thing where suddenly in the u.s they put a movie in theaters and everyone just goes to the theaters like it's normal because i don't know i just feel yeah. like it's on both sides time, people yeah. are like yeah i don't i don't know what to think like I, i've heard people talk about 
who aren't like right wing anti-vaxxers, but be like, I don't know if I trust the vaccine like when it comes out because Trump has like branded it as the Trump vaccine. Right. And then you're like, I don't want that shit. (laughs) Right. right. (laughs) Trump anything. No. Yeah. So Trump fountain of youth. No. Uh, Hard pass. You don't think that makeup would work for me? So the, you go into it, you just come out orange and like you got a comb over. You're like, what the fuck right. is this? Like, but here's the deal: you will be an old, angry piece of shit and live till about 103. Oh man, uh, he is gonna Trade live off. forever. You know, what uh, I mean? <laughs> uh, Mariah, it has been a pleasure having you on the Daily Zeitgeist. Where can people uh, find you, hear you, experience you? Yeah, so I also have an iHeartRadio podcast called Winning yeah, on Vibrations that comes out every Thursday. We talk about hip-hop and politics, so you can follow us on uh, iHeartReparations on Instagram and listen to us on, on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts every Thursday. And then you can follow me on Twitter, on IG, at Mariah4Athens, Mariah, F-O-R, Athens. Uh, yeah, that's me. Thanks for having me. It's been a ball. Yeah, it awesome. always a pleasure. Hopefully, this will be a regular thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Where yeah, can uh, oh sorry is there a, a tweet or some other active social media you've been enjoying? Um, I picked out two. I don't know if y'all saw this one. That was like, do y'all speak Spanish? First of all, Spanish speakers, a little bit, a little bit of high school Spanish yeah. here. Right. Okay, so there's one tweet. Uh, I don't know. Wait, maybe should I just put it in the put it in the? You can read it. Chat so I can read it. Well, it's a video. It's a video. Oh, tweet. Okay. So the, the caption of that, when your Spanish teacher asks how to say tree in Spanish. It ain't our ball. It ain't our ball. It ain't our ball. It's our ball, ain't it? It's our ball. Hey, it's our ball. It's our ball. James has laid the ball up down there. It's our ball. <laughs> yes. I cried. The first time I watched this, I cried. So I don't know if you can like put the audio in the. It ain't in our the, ball. It ain't our ball. That's our ball. That's our ball. It ain't our ball. It ain't our ball. It ain't our ball. It's our ball. It's our ball. <laughs> Yo, that perfect, is so perfect. 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 Uh, by the way, shout out uh, to the Sixers. Season over. Uh, end of an era, presumably. But shout out to the Lakers, man. Lakers are looking good. That's my other team. And uh, Yeah, we're doing all right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Miles, where can people find you and what's a tweet you've been enjoying? Me, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, where else? My other podcast. But first, Twitter, Instagram, Miles of Gray. The other podcast, 420 Day Fiance. Talking about 90 Day Fiance with Sophia Alexandra. Uh, we had a great live stream. Shout out to people who stopped by the Twitch stream. It was a good time. Basically, devolved into me uh, impromptu DJ set where we were going through our favorite hits of the aughts. Uh, shout out to the Khalees. There was a lot of Khalees tracks being played uh, for my tweets. Now, let's see. Some of the tweets that I like. Uh, first one is from... Okay, so John Gabris at Gabris. He's been on the show before. He... His father passed away like in the last few years, but he tweeted, I rarely say shit like this, but I wish my dad was alive so I could send him this video. And it's a Someone else said this was the climax of a recent Steven Seagal film. And Steven Seagal is so slow moving in it. Yeah. It is, it's like, it's such, it's like sad to see. Yeah. Uh, but it's just such a fall from grace. And, you know, he's doing his thing in Russia. So, you know, God, God bless uh, Steven Seagal. Do your thing. Uh, one four is from uh, at Thea Lux. Uh, <laughs> the tweet is anyone else's parents tell you after the fact that they had a medical scare? 
Like, oh, we didn't want to worry you. We died last week. <laughs> <laughs> no, for real. So nah, true. all the time. Parents can't do it like yeah. that. Don't don't stop. And then you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, it was bad. Like, uh, almost lost the half of my limbs. But it's okay. Worked out. Uh, real Ooh, touch and go there. Yeah. <laughs> Doctors still can't tell me, but uh, I'm all right, though. So anyway. uh, come get your laundry. <laughs> yeah. Uh, some tweets I've been enjoying. Emily Andras tweeted, the thing about Batman is, does anyone know what happened to his parents? Uh, as a Skinner quote tweeted that and said, it's nice to have some mysteries left. Um, and then Alicia just tweeted, two clowns kissing and their noses honk. And I needed that image oh, God. in my head. Uh, you can find me on Twitter, Jack underscore O'Brien. You can find us on Twitter at Daily Zeitgeist. We're at The Daily Zeitgeist on Instagram. We have a Facebook fan page and a website, DailyZeitgeist.com, where we post our episodes and our footnotes, footnotes, where we link off to the information that we talked about in today's episode, as well as the song we ride out on. Miles, what are we riding out on today? This is a track from the group Metro Area, and I, look, this is something I'm just always discovering new artists this is a our, uh, like a band that was doing their thing and i guess since the late 90s uh but this track strut by metro area it like it has like this like gap band you know boogie like disco funk feel to it uh and it's just great i just love it it's early in the week you need that big toe energy so mm. tap into this one let your big toes shoot up out your boot uh this is metro area with strut good strutting music Mm-hmm. The music to strut to. Oh, yeah. Uh, all right. Well, we are going to strut out on that. The Daily Zeitgeist is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. That's going to do it for this morning. We'll be back this afternoon to tell you what's trending. We'll talk to you then. Bye. Bye. Bye.